It's Barely in Topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It is, uh, we're recording on a Sunday. I think this is a normal day for us. And of course, we're a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. And I am VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Yo. Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hey, y'all. Okay. All right. I'm still struggling with a cold, so excuse how I sound, but that's okay. I don't think anybody cares. I'm the self-conscious one here. Anyway, I have a couple of things to, to say before we really start out. Okay. One, I bought a Winter Classic jersey, but not for me. I did buy it for my husband, who does not listen to this podcast. I also got him a matching meth bear hat. Which player did you purchase for him? I I purchased. Now, this is a bit of a guessing game for you. It's a player with which he has a very special relationship. Marchand. No, that was the last Winter Classic one. Okay. It's like, it's got to be a left wing. That's my only thought. Because watch it not be a left wing. Venture guess anyone? Isn't I already guessed? You can guess again. Hall. No, I'm done. Okay, it is not a left wing. No, (laughs) (laughs) he used to play left wing, right? Your husband? I think so because he's a left shot, which is funny because he's a left-handed guy. Yeah, so Um, that's why I thought might be a left wing, but clearly. I think that his father forced him or he felt more comfortable being a left shot. Again, it's all about what feels natural or what players were to, or what players were taught to it has nothing, very little to do with their actual handedness. I, I know, but some, but, but a lot of times it does correlate. So for example, I'm right-handed when I hold a hockey stick, it feels wildly unnatural to shoot leg hmm. to, to, to shoot left. Um, so like I would not be a dangler hypothetically. I, I would do wristers the end. <laughs> <laughs> I can do neither. <laughs> I said, "Would hypothetically speaking, I can't speak to any point. It just mechanically, mechanically." <laughs> oh, no, I'm a left shot, a left shoveler, a left vacuumer. Anything. I just, I'm a, I, I left. My right hand is always at the top. My left hand is lower on the stick. So, oh, no, see, always feels right hand lower on 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 whatever item it is. Uh, Left. The only other clue I have to give you will give it away. All right, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Ready? He has lost many hats to this player. Oh, it's a posture. That makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's a posture, not kind of. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, my husband has lost like five or six hats, seriously, to pasta. Like, like if Glenn goes to a game, we're, we're always on hat watch. So I, I did. I bought that for him for Christmas because uh, my husband is notoriously hard to buy for. And and then Ben convinced me. He was like, just, just you know, I'm like, I don't know if Glenn's really enamored with the design. He's like, he will if he gets it for a present. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I didn't buy one for me. Uh, I, I got my got my Bergeron last year. I'm good right now. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, there might be a Lindholm that appears for me soon. So 
but anyway yeah so i was uh, pretty excited about that so i was uh, pretty excited i went to the game yesterday uh and we'll talk more about that a little bit later but uh we have other games to talk about oh no wait a minute i'm sorry one more announcement ready i won the bruins pucks and pups calendar i won i am the winner because my birth month of may features who um darla the only the only dog that matters in in the bruins lore oh my god darla 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 Derek and darla oh my god oh my god oh my god oh and they did it really cute this year where they have like a little little like individual snapshots of the dog it's very very cute um if you wanted to know bergie is still january so uh just in case and uh craig smith i think was february i think it's very interesting (laughs) of course he is (laughs) and tom uh, thomas noshek is uh march so expiring contracts were early in the year oh why couldn't they switch no second Craig Smith up? I don't know. I don't know. But but he has a dog. His name is Max, and he's a black Pomeranian. He's just a poofball. So cute. Um, and uh, curiously enough, the Carlos are December. Hmm. But the cover is, of course, the three Boston boys, because now we can just count McAvoy as a Boston boy, right? Oh yeah, he yeah, lives here so. year round. It's, I mean, uh, like, why wouldn't he? Otherwise, like Long Island. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, his his fiance lives here. She's from here. You know, of course, that being uh, um, what's his name, the coach from the uh, the Penguins' daughter. But the the family's still. Oh man, the Winter Classic's going to be fun in that house. <laughs> oh yeah. She's still she's she's a Pittsburgh fan, despite her fiance being the stud of the uh, the Bruins defense. But anyway, I just hope he scores a million goals in the uh, Winter Classic, and just yeah, so shove it and score all the goals this Winter Classic. I guess she'll you know what she'll have to pick who she's going to uh root for. There we go. If if I were her, I would root for my fiance. That's how I would do it. As long as she doesn't have one of those stupid half and half jerseys, we're okay. You know, okay. I was about to say, I hope she has like a half and half jersey. <laughs> <laughs> because those are I can't adorable. Stand, I can't <laughs> stand those. Oh my gosh. I think it's cute when moms have those, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, Devin McCourty, uh, Devin and Jason McCourty's mother had one. Um, and for the longest time, it was a Titans and uh, Patriots mix. And she would wear them on the rare occasions that they would play against each other. Uh, and of course, then Jason came to the Patriots. So it became a lot easier for her to to wear a Patriots jersey only. But I thought it, I think it's cute when moms do it. I don't think it's cute when anybody else does it, to tell you the truth, because I just feel like it's more special when it's a mom. Right. You know? The, the very first one I ever remember seeing, and I'll never forget it because and I don't know really why it sticks out, but Notre Dame played mm-hmm. Ohio State in like... A.J. Hawk and yeah, Brady Kent, Quinn. Yeah, that one. Exactly. It was Brady Quinn's sister, I think, right? It was either Brady Quinn's sister 
or AJ Hawk's sister. I think it was Brady Quinn's sister. AJ Hawk was dating. And yeah. now they're married. Yep. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I know that. <laughs> I I believe that is the first one that I really noticed myself. So that's why it's interesting that you mentioned it because it's like the minute you said Notre Dame, I'm like, I know where he's going. Yeah, that's the exact the one. Yep. Because like they they feel like they talked about it during the broadcast quite prominently. Yeah, yeah, they kept focusing on her too. So, but anyway, look, I think it's cute when moms do it. Uh, everybody else, eh, I don't, I don't really care about it. But anyway, yeah, the, the cover, three Boston boys. You've got Grizzlick with his, uh, his new res- uh, receiver. I was going to say his, his golden retriever. Teddy in the middle is Otto and, and Charlie. And then you have uh, Charlie Coyle with his two, Bodie and Gracie. So, a lot of golden retrievers on this team, man. A lot of golden retrievers because guess who also has a golden retriever? Coil. Yeah, they just say Coil. Lindholm. I mean, of course, I mean, of course, Coil has golden retrievers. He's just a golden retriever himself. Oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like the embodiment of a golden retriever, isn't he? Yeah. He's handsome. He's a good boy. <laughs> always just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, you want to just pat him on the head, throw a ball to him. <laughs> not so much oh, oh that explains why he can be so puck um uh uh selfish at times where it's like you know how it's like he he doesn't spread the goals around on his line he's I just think like we've had this exact conversation before i think so because some golden retrievers <laughs> are just like i'm not giving up the ball the ball is life and he's like that the puck the puck is like okay go ahead nick um my I, my golden retriever was like that i think i know what i'm getting for christmas this year because for the past week, all of a sudden, oh, granted, I usually get a pucks and pup calendar every year. It's been a tradition for probably, I think, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And one year, my mom accidentally just bought a regular Bruins calendar. And I was secretly really pissed. Never told her that, though, because it's a thought that counts. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, um, I mean, this one, you know, the proceeds go to yeah. charity. So it's nice. True. They go to MSPCA. Um, but uh, my mom has been talking about golden retrievers a lot the past week. Oh, and it sounds like there's a lot of retrievers in this calendar, mm-hmm. and that would spark off my mom's interest in golden retrievers. Hmm, interesting. I know Darla is darling here, mm-hmm. but uh, my favorite Bruin dogs or dog was again was uh, German Shepherds. Uh, of course. I mean, you you were you are a Shempa guy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're and to confuse the listeners, we're not going to explain that. <laughs> long timers will know yeah they will know i mean i i still think my favorite dog was fenway oh mm. uh, i hope fenny's doing okay there was that brief window where there was a team was just rotten with bulldogs oh i know it was wonderful and dogs it? named carl <laughs> 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 oh man i just uh, god like I for so long I've wanted a, a a bulldog and I have a bulldog mix and now I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I, I do. I love the clinginess of a bulldog, man. I do. I love it. I complain about it all the time. I love it though. Yeah, I love my myself a pit bull, of course. We all know that. But man, I wish I wish somebody on this team had a Rottweiler. Ooh. Matt Martin has a Rottweiler. Yeah. Uh, actually, David Backus used to have a Rottweiler. That was awesome. I mean, David Backus had literally all of the dogs, so it's hard to keep track. It's true. It's true. Well, I agree with him. If you can have all of the dogs, then have all of the dogs. Um, 
you know, sometimes I think Boomer's a little sad and lonely. So I, I kind of think I would like to get him a, a friend. Um, but, it, you know, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, so I just had to make that announcement about the Pucks and Pups calendar. Now that we've spent a long time talking about that, let's actually talk about the word stuff. That is not that stuff. First of all, you know what? I do want to talk about yesterday's, yesterday's game first, which sounds odd because it was the celebration of Bergie's 1000th point. There was a ceremony. Jeff, I know that you had some, some technical issues yesterday. <laughs> Electrical limitations. Yes. <laughs> you can go back on Twitter. They have like the full ceremony on the Twitter, on the uh, Bruins Twitter page. And probably on their their actual homepage, you could go on that and look at that. Man, oh man, it was nice to be able to see that in person. I was not right up close, but that's okay. Bergie has a beautiful family. I gotta tell you, the presents. One present specifically is the one that I I, I have to comment on. Longtime listeners will know that I am a very big champagne snob. I'm from Newport. <laughs> <laughs> It is why it is why she hates Nick Benino. <laughs> oh yes. Well, that was a misunderstanding. You don't drink the ten dollar Corbell that they give you, hmm. unless you're around. like you know pounding it in your own face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't drink it. Just like you know, shoot it all over the place. But also, it's more of a commentary on the Penguins that they decided not to splurge for the the pricier Moe. They went with the Corbell. So they made their players drink swill. That's just not right, man. So, yes, I am. I was blocked by Nick Bonino because of that. It's very stupid, but also hilarious. It is a point of pride for me. By far my favorite. Why was I blocked by a famous person story? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I don't know what vintage it was, but they gave Bergie a bottle of Dom. And the minute I saw the the package i was like oh i'm like i just turned to ben and i said that is dumb that's the good shit oh my god so save that up for a good time or i don't know drink it on tuesday do whatever you want to do with that but there is no more consistent uh a champagne than dom perignon every year has a different, uh, they, they do a different process. They use different ingredients and stuff like that. But every year, every vintage is amazing. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And I don't even want to know how expensive it is now because of all those stupid like taxes, tariffs, and so on and so forth. But it is so good. And then I think they got him a watch and stuff like that because it's always a watch. And he got the golden hockey stick. <laughs> it was so funny because one kid was just like, I don't want to get in this picture. Okay, I'll touch it. And I saw something online where they were like, let him play with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine getting whacked by that? I mean, like, I'd be more concerned, but it's just the way to play him with that stick. Like, you can't get a shot off. No, you'd have to really practice with that. Also, it would bend. Gold's too soft. Yeah, so you go to, sh- to bend it, like, wind up for a shot, and it just stays that shape. Yeah, okay, we don't want to <laughs> play with it. It's true. So I am proud to say that uh, a lot of people had a negative reaction to both Don Sweeney and um, and Cam Newton. Cam Newton. (laughs) Holy shit. Cam Newton was there. It's incredible. Cam Neely coming out and presenting the items. 
And at one point, you know, it's like, I didn't clap until Bergie received whatever. And I was just like, I'm only clapping for Bergie. I am not clapping for that guy. So it was a beautiful ceremony, but the game itself was lackluster to say the least. I mean, the Bruins turned it on in the third again. So that's good. Um, Thomas Nosek scored. So it was a pretty spectacular <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I stepped on your toes. It was the perfect game, one could argue. <laughs> if only Noshik had scored and nobody else had scored, I think that would be a perfect day game. The, that would, especially if it was like a 4-2 final. Give me all the Noshik goals. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did he score a couple of his own goals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know with Thomas Noshik. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Usually very little happens. But it, in some ways, that's a good thing. It is. It's the thought that counts. I mean, like, there, there's, there's a certain value to a player that is a good Milford man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pasta finally got his 20th goal. It took him forever. It's the only game that didn't go to a shootout this week. Thank God. No, no, no. Um, Vegas on Sunday. Oh, we yeah, that's right. It's Vegas on Sunday. We do have to talk about Vegas. I thought it's like 10 years ago. <laughs> it does. I didn't even realize this was last week. Well, right. I, was, I was looking at this and I'm like, really? Huh. <laughs> I was looking at the schedule at the start of the show here. You know. All right. So I'm going to cut all that out. So basically, the, the Bruins won yesterday's game. But they won four to two. Which against then- Columbus this year, that's not terribly impressive. <laughs> no, Columbus is bad. So uh, Columbus is very bad. They weren't good when Zach Wierenski was playing and then he got injured and he's out for the year. So their goalies have been bad. I mean, like, I feel like they knew what they were getting themselves into with Corpus Allo, but like Merzlikens is a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with Merzlikens. I, I love me some Merzlikens, but something's going wrong. But at the same time, yesterday, their goalie, played very 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 well for giving up four goals i well yeah i mean there was a period of time where we i really thought we were going to get goalied because basically the bruins walked away from the first period with one goal and that was a power play goal right so it's like okay they were having a hard time scoring at even strength they eventually did get it they got two goals at even strength but even the crazy one i think that was a delayed penalty call right no was it? I don't think it was, was it the Krejci one. I think Krejci was, was a power play. It was the third goal that was the delayed penalty. I think Paul. Oh yeah. That's all? Okay. Well, anyway, you still needed extra to do that stuff. Yeah, it was the Hall one. You're right. You know the Bruins are frustrating in that sometimes it seems like they're playing down to opponents. But also, I wonder, is it this stupid schedule? Because even Hall said after the loss on Thursday night that. They haven't been getting a lot of practice time, especially in the last week. Well, I see they came back from a from, from a um, uh, mountain time road trip, actually Pacific time road trip there. Yep. And then are still in the midst of this game every other day stretch. Right. It, it is a held march and ultimately they're still doing pretty darn well. I mean, there has been one game in the last two weeks that they didn't get any points out of. And well, that was, you know, a farcical fuck up by the linesman. <laughs> Right. Yeah, wasn't it? Was it Friday when they practiced? It was the first time they practiced in like a week or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, they had off days on the. They had an off day on the on the Wednesday. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think I think it was Friday. I saw someone. I saw one of the Bruins 
beat guys tweet that it was their first practice in like a week. So they played on Sunday, but then on Monday they spent all day getting back. So right. then they didn't practice on Tuesday morning. They might have done like an informal skate, but it wasn't a, a full practice. And and Montgomery talked about how he and Sweeney had discussed back in the summer that two third that they anticipated Tuesday to be a schedule loss. And that it wasn't was they, they won the shootout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Wednesday they they took the day off because they just needed to. Hmm. It was a lot of travel and stuff. So then then they played on Thursday and then Friday was their first real practice, I think. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, and, you know, Montgomery is trying to do some load management thing, especially with the older players. So it's like so they're not getting worn down as much. I mean, you don't have to worry about it with some of the younger guys, but with the older guys, you definitely do. But then you also have players who are still they're not rehabbing from injury, but they're still coming back from injury. So you have to be careful with them. So, yeah, it's hard to schedule practices this month, I think. And practice isn't the end all to be all. You don't win games necessarily from practicing well and it's hard to beat you know if you start getting into some uh, temporary habits without practices it's hard to shake them right right Right. there is an opportunity for coaches to say it's like hey so this has been happening to us lately we need to this is what we need to do to stop doing it right yeah Yeah. ask ask my uh my redliners hockey team which we never practice because it's a rec league our breakout's been horrible for five years Seems like yeah. It turns out needing to, needing to to uh, pay for um, uh, rink time for practices is a is a hindrance, huh? Yeah, go figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't anticipate that. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I'm so excited about the deck hockey rink. I don't know what to call it. Uh, it's being uh, built down in our local park. I'm so excited for that. So, yeah, why don't you guys just practice on like some blacktop somewhere? Just do ball hockey. We, could, we should just like. <laughs> Go, go go to like some schoolyard, get some chalk, and be like, "All right, this is how we do breakouts." Anyway. I I mean I don't know. I was trying to help you with that, but just just, just do the clerks thing and play on the roof roof for some place. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as your as long as your goalie has a has a CCCP uh, uh, sweater though. Well, we ha- no joke. He actually does. Oh good. Yeah. 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 It's just generic or, or, or Treshiak? Generic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to point out that uh, in the last couple of weeks, I have actually watched the Mighty Ducks for the first time ever. It's actually not good. No. It is no. really not good. I yeah. mean, it's like... All of you bite your tongue. What are you talking <laughs> about? It's great. <laughs> All of... Well, the third one, I can't give that the third one any credit for much of anything but it's great turns out when you try to watch a movie that's geared for like i don't i don't even know who it's geared for to tell you the truth what sixth grade class is working on organic chemistry principles what the fuck was that shit (laughs) so that's the takeaway you you get from this movie This could never happen in real life. These kids are taking organic chemistry. <laughs> well, that's why they can't seem to do anything on the ice. Their brains are being... Okay, <laughs> Their brains are okay. fried. <laughs> Fair enough. No, it's not my sole takeaway from the thing, but it, it's just like the random thing I just happened to think about because I was like, I'm watching this and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, right? It's like, this is not school. This is not sixth grade school. I, I don't know what this is, but then 
I, I just was sitting there and I'm like, is it mandatory for everybody in Minnesota to play hockey? Is that what it is? And yeah. it's so it's so man, so mandatory that you don't give the kids any equipment. Also, um, yeah, like you don't even get them full uniforms. Like I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I was like, I, it was like it was trying to be bad news bears, except it was not. It was I, I don't know. I was like, it was trying to be like a really PG version of bad news bears. I, I just, I don't know. And I just kept sitting there thinking, Emilio. What have you done? He's created a masterpiece. That's what he's done. <laughs> and who names their kid Gordon Bombay? What the hell kind of name is that? I mean, the Gordon I can understand, but they're not. I mean, in it's Canada. hockey. Of course, his name's Gordon. Um, but, but but they're not in Canada. <laughs> I would understand it if it were Canada. Also, one thing that's always that's bugged me for a long time is some. Um, um, one of the players he meets when he meets up with 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 with, with Mike Badano, inexplicably, um, Basil McRae. A Canadian claims to remember Gordon Gordon Bombay playing playing Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Crosstown rivalry. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing: is like the Central Minnesota is really far from south from southwest on Ontario, uh, and also a serious can't get there from here situation because there's several Great Lakes in, in, in the way. There's also a TV show now, and the TV show is pretty good too. And nostalgic because in the first season they had a bunch of the old guys come back to like make appearances, and I enjoyed that. Oh God! So I and I all the whole time I'm just thinking, Jesse Smollett, what, what happened to you? <sighs> I, I will probably watch the other ones. I wish I could get drunk to watch them, but that may be more problematic than not anyway okay that was a brief aside basically i think we're done talking about this game from yesterday bruins should have won it in a much better fashion than they did but at least we can celebrate bergie and his 1000 point and and that was beautiful let's get back to sunday let's rewind a week to uh last sunday's uh game against the golden knights which was at 8 p.m eastern five o'clock pacific I had forgotten about this game because, yes, it seemed like a whole year ago. And this was, of course, the, the outcome that I had called for the <laughs> first um, uh, uh, Vegas game. Um, the outcome in the first Vegas game, of course, being the one that I had called for this game. We Didn't we talk about this game? We yes, recorded on Monday. Oh, we, 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 we talked about it on Monday. Week. Shit, yeah. We recorded on Monday last week. It's been a weird week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Yeah. For a yeah. change, which yeah. means that what I said about the, the the only game this week that we're talking about, I guess I should have put that in there, that we were talking about this week that didn't go into a shootout was last night's game, yeah. yesterday's game. Okay, that's Not fine. Bad. Sorry. Because I was like, wait a second. I know we talked about this last week because I totally watched every single game last week. Right. I. You know what? I got to tell you, it's. I was very confused because I still got the episode out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I well, we're not talking about this schedule loss. Still one shootout. And um, and keeping in my theme of watching every single game, mm-hmm. I totally watched that one. Actually, I did not because I had my 
what was I doing? Oh, I had band rehearsal and it was a lovely rehearsal. So I assigned my father to watch the game who he's probably seen. He's actually probably seen more games than me this year because we definitely don't share an ESPN plus account, but which I pay for because I'm a good son. I need to talk to my therapist, but uh, he said that was their best win of the season because of the scheduled loss aspect of it. Things really weren't going their way. It was a battle all game and they, they squeaked out a win where they probably shouldn't had one at all, or you were going in with an expected loss. So he said, yeah, best win of the season. Oh, at overcoming adversity. That's what he said. I mean, so what I would say about this game is uh, Jake DeBrusque, absolute beast that night. Mm -hmm. You know, scored, opened with them uh, two fairly incredibly um, uh, close together goals. Although, to be fair, both of them were tip-ins. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, 19 seconds in between the goals. Yeah, which is fascinating to me that he was on ice for that second one at all. The first one was a power play, and I guess they just left him on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he, uh, he had an assist on uh, Ruin's third goal. Um, the secondary on Derek Forbort's shorthanded snipe. Derek yeah. Forbort's first ever shorthanded goal. We need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate that, man. I've been clapping a lot today. I'll clap some more. And it wasn't just like a weird, a, a weird, really far from out, out in the woods, like Seiden Bomb or anything. That was an absolute snipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He made it look so easy. It, it almost was like he was just like, ah, shit, I'm just going to take a going to take a swipe at this onto the goal. And it's just it went in. It went in. So, oh, was that Varlamov that night? It was. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's not as good as he used to be, but, and that would have been the game winner. Had they had the uh, Islanders not come back to tie it up. That Zika's goal was embarrassing. Anyway, then they go to the shootout. And uh, of course the heroes are, are, are Jake again. And, yep. uh, and Posternock with the winner technically, but like, again, this was Jake's game. It was Jake's game. I mean, Jake had a dynamite overtime too. Bruins ran the, t- actually the Bruins ran the show on overtime completely. But uh, uh, Barlamov played well that period in in the overtime period. But uh, when Charlie Coyle failed to capitalize on his move, all I could think of was Jeff going, but that's his move. Nobody can stop that move. It's a little uh, it's a little upsetting. But, you know, then 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 Jake and Pasta both just could completely clown Barlamov. So. Yeah, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'll take that any day. It's fine. Charlie Coyle would be able to capitalize on his move. It sucked all of the, 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 the skull-saving power out of Varlamov. He had nothing left. That's so what just, it was. Just Louis Belton, as a result, my, as a result Jake left it. Jake and Boston left Varlamov's pants on the floor. <laughs> I mean, do you think that Jake was like like stoked after his game in like uh in uh against the vegas golden knights yeah like, oh yeah there's definitely some uh probably some runoff there still had the adrenaline pumping yeah because you know he was able to score against uh his former coach so maybe he just had that bleed into the next game former coach current adversary yeah, former adversary too, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> adversary. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. 
I'm happy for Jake, but I also I don't want to get in the middle of this because I still like Bruce Cassidy. So I just feel like, uh, look, you know what? I'm just going to say I'm a little bit older. And I also think that sometimes some of these kids are a little um, uh, soft, soft. That's what I'm going to say. I, I wish that they would have thicker skin. That's what I want. It's okay. Uh, that's all I, I'm going to say about that. Uh, I'm still not exactly super happy with Jake, but it's okay. I don't have to be. Okay, so let's get to that Friday, not Friday game, the Thursday game against the Kings. First of all, I'm going to just say right away, I before we turned on the game, I said, you know, I'm really not interested in watching this game at all. In fairness, I think that was a good call. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a, not a particularly strong game. And uh, I think we, we didn't check the Kings schedule when we made our predictions. But the fact of the matter is, well, ultimately, the Kings were coming off of getting absolutely dropped mm-hmm. by, the, um, by the Sabres of all teams. So they, were, they, came, in, they came in angry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, in years past, we've noticed a, a, um, kind of a symmetry with this team out west uh to our team uh so it's not ever really that surprising to me that uh that the teams play very close to each other like there are hardly ever any blowouts or anything i mean my favorite la kings moment is still it's still Marshawn shorthanded skating through five kings on the power play to short, oh my God, score yeah. possibly the most beautiful shorthanded goal of all time <laughs> It's right through, and it's like, oh, hi, I was like, Andre Kopitar, nope. Do, 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 do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that says a lot about Marshy's fortitude, but it also says a lot about how, oh, I don't know, a guy who's supposed to be selkie worthy is just like, nah, I'm just going to let this guy go by. What kind of two way play is that, Kopitar? Anyway, it's not surprising that th- uh, Thursday night's game was close. What was surprising was just, how the team kind of collapsed. They, 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 for this hasn't happened much this season, but they, they, they blew a lead in badly. Yeah. They just had nothing to answer for it. Nothing at all. They just, uh, they just kind of rolled over and let the other team score two points. And then uh, in the shootout, what they only had, uh, oh, no, it was actually the yeah, shootout was- started with both goalies just failing, basically. I mean, to coil. Went first coil did the did the coil thing and actually worked this time. Yep. Um, Jake maintained his momentum in the shootout as well. And I'm so both try goal... to use that move in in my shootouts. Granted, I don't have his skill at all, but I'm like that mentality. Oh, I'm going to shoot this corner, J.K. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm. Uh... <laughs> The coil method is probably not going to work for you because you don't have that length. But I'm going to skate to this corner and then lay out horizontally to shoot at the other one. Yeah, so and I have no dangles, so that I would be like, <laughs> and you're just going to end up flopping on the ice and Correct. gliding into the goalie yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so yeah, uh, goaltenders uh, just sort of sat out the first two rounds of the shootout, and then all parties involved said, "You know what? Now we're going to make this hard on the skaters." as the kings won on the 14th shooter i mean if you're gonna lose in a shootout it being a marathon one is maybe the way to go it's it's hard to be mad at that point like yeah 
like that there was that one shootout that happened in Edmonton where it went like 13 rounds. I mean, like at that, at that point, you're starting to put like assistant coaches on the ice to take shots. <laughs> and Tuca was just like, yeah, I'm done. Why? Fine. Take the win, you fuckers. <laughs> I hate skills competitions as the way that we determine this. Uh, I mean, the Bruins are better in the shootout than they have been. Two shootouts in one week is a lot. I was going to say, they got five points out of, out of three games this week, but it just, it's just not really a strong week of play, which is like actually says something really fantastic about this team. If they, they can play so meh mm-hmm. this week and take that many points out of it anyway. So I know you're supposed to try hard for every game. It's an 82-game season. Mm-hmm. There are going to be stretches where no one's giving it 100%. One of these days, they're going to lose two games in a row, and we have yeah. to prepare ourselves for that. Correct. <laughs> the sky will be falling. It will. Uh, I, I'm not prepared for that. I, with everything else in the sports world going shitty, I need them to win every single game, every single one. Sorry, Bruins. It's you're, it can't happen. You can't do it, but you need to do it. Good luck with that, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You know what, Tim? I spaced out when you were saying that because I, all I could think of was like. Bergie in the the room celebrating after his thousandth point. I just got distracted because I just kept kept thinking about what I love about this team. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's like that's okay. Tim's just angry because the Sox are adding insult to injury now. You know, you know, at first losing but but losing Xander and now Martinez too, and JD hurts too because I still have my JD World Series champion jersey. I love JD so much, and yeah, any 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 left for like cheap, so that hurts too. I I have said this to Tim before. I I don't know what the Red Sox are doing, and I think it's. Sucks. I gotta say, between this and what the what 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 the what Fenway Sports did to uh, Man U, Penn's fans should be fucking terrified. Why? What happened to uh, Man U? Exactly what they're doing to the Sox. Oh, they they own Liverpool. Menu. Whatever team, whatever team it is they own, they did this before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the Bucks that own Menu. Bucks do own Menu. Okay. Uh, Red Sox own Liverpool. And they they, they did the, exactly what they're doing to the doing to the Red Sox to Liverpool. Yeah, they did. The and, just like just just decided now nah, we don't care. We're letting everyone walk. I think <laughs> they're trying to sell Liverpool. They're also trying to sell Liverpool. But Penn's fans should be scared shitless. They should because this ownership has a, this ownership group has a record. They do, and John Henry's John Henry's more interested in his portfolio than he is about actually winning. And what it really comes down to is, I think the Red Sox. I think he's preparing to sell the Red Sox because he's limiting his long-term liabilities at this point by not signing any long-term contracts and not re-signing anyone, and kind of making sure that trying to make the team look attractive in a in a. In a box. And I hate to say it, in retrospect, this makes what they did with bets look a lot better because at least they got something sort of for bets, right? Well, the best prospect that they got for bets, they just designated for assignment, meaning he's no longer part of the organization. I but, mean, technically, that's still more than than, than Pogertz or Martinez. Uh, the, that's true. They didn't. They got nothing for, for those two. But Good like, day, sir. But like. And the Red Sox won the World Series in 2018. They won 108 games that year. They had three guys potentially on 
Hall of Fame trajectories with Betts, Bogarts, and Devers. Now, Devers is the only one still there, and Devers also still needs a contract, which probably won't happen unless, by some grace of God, they sell the team before he hits free agency, and then the owner's like, oh, shit, I really need to spend money here, and then throws seven Brinks trucks at Rafael Devers. I mean, either that or they trade him right now for a shit ton. But they're not going to do that, are they? No, probably not. Could it be that Robert Kraft is the best owner in Boston sports? Because he truly loves his team. Teams. Yeah, the thing is, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not defending the Jacobs is here. They suck. But, like, how much does their meddling really hurt this team in the end, apart from the, you know, not firing Cam? Um, no, but I'm just saying, like, if you, like, it's really, it's hard not to be cynical about any of the owners of the teams, right? Except for the Crafts, who they love their teams. They have their teams because they love their teams. You know, Robert Kraft was a Patriots fan way back in the day when he used to sit on the, the cheap-ass bleachers in uh, old Foxborough Stadium, right? And he bought the team, and then he made it better. I may not agree with everything that Belichick does, but there are times where he just decides he's done with a player and it turns out that he's correct. Most of the time, not all the time. Also like not just with the uh, Patriots, but the new England revolution, despite never winning like an MLS cup, they've made five of them. They lost all five, but they've still made like five of them. So, like, you can't say that they haven't been successful. Right. Yeah, that's more of Jonathan Kraft thing. And I don't, I don't really like Jonathan, Jonathan Kraft. I think there's something a little sketchy about him. But and there's a little something sketchy about Robert Kraft, too. But I get that. But I'm just going to say a billionaire and a billionaire and a billionaire designated heir. The second one's always going to be particularly sketchy. Yeah, that's true. Because they were raised immersed in sketchiness. Robert Kraft was also at the MLS Cup that I went to in 2007 when they lost to the Houston Dynamo. He showed up and the place went nuts. Yep. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, his son is the primary guy on that team, but it doesn't mean he doesn't believe in them. So I think that Charlie Jacobs believes in the Bruins, but his father is just, it's like the Bruins were just a cash grab. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now, all the stuff they've done surrounding the garden with the hub is gorgeous. It really is. They've really invested, reinvested into everything. It, it is, it is such a neat place to be. You can well, Patriot eat. place too. Yeah. Patriot place is fantastic. It really yep. is it because it's like, if you go to a game of any kind there, if you're, if you want to wait for the parking to just kind of solve itself, you can go anywhere and grab like a drink or grab something to eat or go shopping or do whatever. It's really great. I mean, considering it's in the middle of nowhere, there's it's like an oasis. It's it's really great. So I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know much about Celtics ownership. Uh, we only ever hear from one member of the ownership group. I think that's Grossbeck. Yeah, Wick. Yeah. But the, I mean, the Celtics are doing amazing this year. So good for them. Yeah, I might, <clears throat> I might put my best ownership, uh, Boston ownership on the Celtics. You know nothing about the Celtics ownership, so that's, I have no comment. 
probably why they might be the best. <laughs> the, the, that's true. They seem to spend on the team and you don't know who they are. That's like ideal, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. It's kind of ideal. So maybe you're right. You're right. But, um, you know. Because again, they seem to get being wealthy. It's like, again, my stance is like, I don't understand why we have all these activist billionaires. If I was a billionaire, I'd be on a boat. You'd never hear me. You'd never hear about me again. Period. People are like, hey, what happened to this guy? No, just, just, just rocking out on his yacht. Yeah, Mind same here. Business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would ever be a billionaire because I'd want to give money, like real money to real things to solve real issues. That's what I would do. Well, I would that, keep money. It, it, to, I, I, I'd want to be comfortable. Sure. Why not? I would still keep enough to be able to vanish. Just, you know, go do my thing, set myself up, buy, buy my own island and set myself up like Colonel Kurz. You know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe not like that. That's a little evil. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Own an island. That is a nice thing. I could go live on an island. I did grow uh, grow up on an island. I would like islands. Yes. Anyway. I also grew up on an island called North America. Uh, it's Turtle Island to you, buddy. That's true. This wasn't exactly the topic of conversation I wanted to go on about, but we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the future. However, I do want to bring up one thing about the Bruins. Are you concerned that the Bruins seem to be having a problem scoring at even strength or am i making this up because it seems like we've had a lot of power play goals lately i mean that's where most goals are always scored that's how hockey goes like when people get too worked up about these things it's a little spurious i find (laughs) i would and actually before i mean edit out me probably just being silent for the next 30 minutes but i would imagine Score well, scoring is way up this year. That is a fact. Yeah, it is not just with the Bruins, but across the league. If you would look at the percentage of those extra goals being scored, I would imagine almost all of them are coming on the power play. We even saw a bump in scoring after, if you want to go old school here, after the season long lockout, there was more scoring. And I believe that's the year I was it's someone scored 60 goals. Um, also, just as a comment, these four games this week, the Bruins count scored um, uh, eight goals at either five on five or on the penalty kill and only three power play goals. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. That's going back to Vegas. Mm. So all the Vegas goals were even strength. Okay. So oh, hi, Mika. No. What's up? <gasps> wag, 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 wag. Holy crap. Tuka Rask is. No, it's Mika. Mika? Oh, my, my. Mika Me Kiprasov is, is visiting you right now? Duke has been here all time. Okay. Hi, oh, Tuka. Hello, Tuka. Tuka's always around. Oh. Hello, Mika. Oh, Is there t- a way we can come out with a barely on topic pets calendar? Oh, my God. We totally could. I mean, I would. what I would do is I would just collect all the my all like the hair underneath my bed and dust and like arrange it into an animal shape. Okay. I mean, the question is, among other things, like, okay, so... Unfortunately, there's only uh, like four actual animals to, to, to draw from um, at this point in time. And Nick's imaginary animal. Well, my point is, this, unfortunately, Marlo's no longer with us. We have to settle for just oh. Mr. Morgan from Tim. Hmm. Correct. I know. I'm is sorry. Mr. Morgan, a photogenic cat? Yeah, he is, actually. He's, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's a wild card, though. So, mean he's, cat. He's, <laughs> it's true, but he's also like eighteen-year-old cat. So, like, 
he extremely doesn't give a fuck. There you go. <laughs> um, well, I have three stuffed animals. Well, we can find a way to get 12 months out of all of this. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Boomer doesn't exactly love to have his picture taken but i have okay, taken- this is fantastic so i'm next to a bunk bed and the dog is now on the low on the queen size lower bunk and the cat's up on the twin size upper bunk that seems right yeah that's yeah. also a really cool bunk bed situation i didn't know those existed yeah apparently my, my because it was in my brother's condo before they sold it and he, he paid out the absolute nose for this thing but uh all right so how about the penalty kill guys is this just the normal, like, little hiccups with the penalty kill? I mean, it's been pretty great again since um, uh, Four Part came back. And the record with, since he's been back, yeah, okay, there's been some kind of power play goals given up. But A, that happens. And B, um, they've all been when he wasn't on the ice. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I I still think it can be a little bit better. Of course, but, you know, yeah. you get the coach keep coaching the players keep talking it's like oh we still got some issues we're working through it's like yeah okay if you say so coach <laughs> i mean i hate to like pick apart like one play on, on an otherwise like okay-ish week um but swayman allowing that first power play goal against columbus yes carlo was without a stick someone should have given carlo a stick uh, when your defenseman on the penalty kill loses his stick forward he doesn't matter if it, if it if it fits. Just here's a here's a tool. You need it more than I do. At the same time, I'm like, come, come on, Swayman. You could have just come out, cut the angle down, and that backhander never would have gone over your shoulder. But eh, I'm, I'm nitpicking, and I feel bad about doing that because otherwise, I thought Swayman played pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After you know him, not really. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been that great this year. He's had some ups and downs. Speaking of goalies, I did want to talk about something with the goalies. Sure. They they released their gear for the Winter Classic, and the gear looks pretty fantastic. First of all, Swayman wore it yesterday, his, and it looks really great, old school. Ulmark used the same pad setup that Byron Defoe did back in the day, yeah, and it looks the- so yep. good. They're doing the Defoe and the Moga uh, nods, which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he has the ma- the um, Ulmark has the Moog mask, and then like the Defoe pads, and they look so good. My brother and I. Oh, my brother's favorite Bruin growing up, for whatever reason, was Byron Defoe. It's like he's um, some Lord Byron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when, like the 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 pads were released, all our hockey talk is confined to instagram texting is for everything else man like our instagram thread just like exploded mm-hmm. but and also props to uh, uh swayman going full-on meth bear on his uh goalie uh classic <laughs> i mean it's front it's right there on the on the on an old noggin there like yeah it is. Fan, i yeah i've been clapping a lot i applaud him i i really loved how Omark explained all of his stuff right and on the back i i never I, I guess I knew this, but I didn't really know it. He has the four polar bears for his family. Yeah. You know, because he is the ice bear dude. Um, that's his handle on Twitter. So I think that's really sweet. And did you happen to, to read the article this week uh, by Emily Benjamin on Ulmark? So I want to press it. This, this, this wasn't something that worked into her article, but Fluto had something a bit fluffier. Also fairly recently, where he talked about 
that Ilmark, one of Ilmark's reasons for struggles early last season is they, they bought a house that they ended up hating and had to move mid-season. Oh, God. Oh, wow. No, I had no idea. No. Yeah, so like apparently like last saw between the adjustment to Boston, like they said they had an awful living situation and uh, and had an end to and that's why he turned it on later in the year. Hmm. Okay. Well that sucks. But I mean that's that's fluffier compared to sorry, I just wanted to slip that in first because that was a slightly older article. Um before Emily's piece was just fantastic and fascinating and awful. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times hockey players do not talk about their families, the the things that really go on in their families uh, until later. Like, you know, remember about Bobby Ryan, about how his father wasn't his father. I mean, he, he Bobby Ryan's not even his real name, right. <laughs> but there were some like shady things going on with his family and we didn't find that stuff out until much later. But uh, yeah, I mean, growing up with a, a father who had a disability from work or I mean it's some kind of disability uh, that prevented him from working and ca- probably caused a significant alcohol problem whether or not he had that before or after I don't know but it got worse Omar kind of insinuated in some of his comments that went into the story that he that it was probably like that before he just never know he said he was around it all the time so we didn't notice right right and mm-hmm. I think that's that's true you don't kind of know things until you get older you know and you sit back and reflect on it. His father was a presence in his life, but he had uh, he had some issues. He had some real significant issues. And when he talked about how his father died, I got to tell you, I absolutely understood what that felt like. Mm. Because like when my father died, I kind of felt the same way. Not that my father abused alcohol or anything, but it was just like, like, the end of the suffering, the end of that person's suffering is, is sometimes just a relief. So, I, I mean, I, I get it. And it's a lot to go through. And especially he went through it through the pandemic. But I mean, I think it also really speaks to how like family is super important to him, especially his own little family. And I think it also in some ways informs us about how he and Swayman are so tight right now like he's brought swayman into his family in a way you know it's like he gets to be the big brother rather rather the than the younger brother because his brother is like a, a few years older than him and of course every child in that situation goes through a different experience which is something that we don't always understand but anyway i it's it's a fantastic article i actually have only read about half of it i i kind of had to put it down for a little bit and think about it it's 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 heavy it is heavy yeah um it's good it's heavy mm-hmm. it's on nhl.com but yeah i will get back to it i'll, I'll read the rest but i i just think it's uh it's a fascinating portrait into also the confluence of shit for him his last season in buffalo oh okay i I've evidently so his, their younger child was born in sweden immediately before he had to leave for buffalo and his wife and children stayed in sweden mm-hmm. right um, so he was holed up, living alone, couldn't interact with teammates, couldn't go out, could, couldn't ha- see his family, couldn't see anyone because it was the COVID year, you know, a year that caused, say, oh, depressed self-immolation. Then his father died. And I think he got injured a bunch of that season, too. Oh, yeah, he didn't play that many games. 
Like honestly, it was just an absolute like like a catastrophic shitstorm shitstorm for Omar's life that year. Like I think there was something in there about he was even debating like, well, what, what maybe I should not bother with this anymore. But then Boston came calling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice when somebody believes in you when you're not sure that you do. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's my life. Sometimes I'm glad that he's in a better place. I didn't know about the house. Oof. And not hating your house in this economy. <laughs> well, I re- seriously in this economy. Ouch. I remember when Johnny Boychuk was with the Islanders, his first year with the Islanders, they uh, his his family had to move out of the home they moved into because of black mold. Oh, wow. Yeah. They had to find a new home. And his wife basically is there with like twins having to deal with this shit while he's playing. So that's not fun. Hockey players and their families go through a lot. It's good to have some compassion for them. But I mean, good for Olmark sticking it out. He's reaping the rewards now. He is. And he and um he and Lord Byron conversed on Twitter a little bit because mm-hmm. Byron Defoe um quote tweeted the Bruins when they released his stuff saying how cool it was that um and how honored he was that Olmark was using his uh pad setup and uh Olmark said that he's glad that he liked it. They was responded to him. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. In that article, it also said something about how when he first watched hockey, he loved goalie gear. That was what really got him. He wanted mm-hmm. to be a goalie because he loved the gear. Yeah, and he, he likes drawing. Yeah, and but he doesn't draw, but doesn't draw anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, life gets in the way. Yeah, well, yeah. if you are kind of an artsy kid or an imaginative kid, and you like hockey, you're going to be drawn to the goalies because they're the only ones on the ice who can really kind of express themselves that can modify the uniform. Which Absolutely. I think that's this so cool. Because I don't think you have that in many other sports. Yeah. Um, it's not like, I, I guess like the other sports can maybe like, oh, they let you customize the cleats a little bit like once a year. You can wear yeah. special cleats, shoes. But hockey, goalies, major parts of their uniform, they get to pick. Have fun with it. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, what's even better for an artistic person who can't do the stuff as much as they would want to. Uh, the best thing to do is to have somebody that you can talk to who can do the stuff for you and create your vision for you. Good for him. What is it? Um, Dave's art or Dave art on Instagram is the one that does. He does a lot of goalie masks, but he does all marks as well. Yeah. Dave, I think Gunnarsson. Yeah, yeah, that's um, and he's he's Swedish. With a name like Gunnarsson, you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Swayman uses his, uh, Dave as well. Like yeah. a, and a, like half the NHL. Yeah, a lot of the he he's <laughs> yeah. he's the some of the masks he creates are insane. So locally, there's a guy who does uh, goalie masks as well, and in for in for you know North Carolina, that's cool. But he did Kevin Weeks goalie mask. So any goalie mask you see that Kevin Weeks wore, done in North Carolina. Uh, and now he does it for like beer leaguers and stuff, which is really cool. By the way, they uh, I saw this this week. Uh, Ovechkin has scored his or had scored his 800th goal, right? And they showed all a picture of all of the 
different goalies he had scored against, like 143 different goalies. Mm-hmm. Kevin Weeks was in there. Mm-hmm. Tuka Rask was in there, of course, obviously. Tim um, Thomas and yep. Stobby and current <laughs> the current duo. <laughs> there was Dad one. Johnson's probably in there. There's one that cracked me up because I'm like, man, I forgot about this goalie for the Bruins. Hanu Tioven. Oh. oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, lots of Bruins fans would like to forget about that too. Hey, hey, Good hey! For like, Hanu got us Carl Soderberg. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very. And true. It was good for like a quarter of a season, and we all got really optimistic. I thought his name was Hanu Toivinen. Toivinen, Tioven, Toivinen. I I probably butchered the name, so you're right. I you know I almost forgot he was you know the memory's fuzzy. It was, yeah, there he is. He looks like a Hanu. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, my favorite Finnish hockey name still is Tukarask. I like it. Tukarask. It's great. I also like Pekkarine. I like Ukopeko. Oh, God, I forgot what his last name is. Lukonen. Lukonen. Happy to see you. <laughs> Athena, see you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, like, Finnish speakers it's very it's very sing-songy like that mm. I love it I love it I I love languages I really do lately we've been watching Korean TV which is great you, there are all sorts of weird and wonderful genres in uh in uh in in uh Korean TV and I love the Korean language it is the best language to yell at and be like uh disappointed in mm. Cause it's like, it, it's like when you're like, you're sounding like that you're whining. It is a, yeah, it's a great language to sound like you're whining in. It's so emotive, such a great language. I love it. And of course, last night I had to tell you about why that license plate was all wrong in German. Oh, it hurt me to my core. It did. So I sent listeners. I bought an additional vehicle. Um, and it's a Volkswagen Volkswagen uh, wagon. <laughs> um, and yeah, well, I almost it, it was a Kraut wagon. That yeah, was well, there. technically, with the umlauts, it was quite vegan. I mean, you never know. The, the previous owners may have actually been like sauerkraut salesmen. <laughs> okay, here maybe we go. It, may, it may have previously been a sauerkraut themed food truck. Mm. Okay, here here we Just go. Just like a big bucket of sauerkraut and an ice cream scoop out the back of the station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we Worst go. Worst kraut. Okay. Here so we go. the German lesson you did not want. Go ahead. Yeah. Say so. Go. No, no. I, I will say they're the old um, nickname for Volkswagens in the U.S. was a kraut wagon. That it came out. Uh, like that, I mean, it's not really a term that's used anymore. So I get it why he did that, but I don't want to spoil the, the fun because you will explain it much better than me. But yes, apparently those umlauts, though, I guess for us Americans that only speak English might be cool style points, but does not make sense. Okay. So I looked at that and I went, oof, ouch, that whole thing hurts. Umlauts a lot of times, uh, they're diacritical marks. So they basically are saying that the vowel will be pronounced a certain way in German. 
you know, like, uh, okay, say Noel. There's usually like diacritical marks over the E to say that it, it, it will be pronounced separately from the O. Okay. And that happens a lot. So in German, the, the uh, umlauts can usually uh, signify uh, a diminutive or a plural. And in this case, that would have, I would have taken it as the plural. But the problem is there weren't multiple cabbages and there weren't multiple wagons. <laughs> okay. So cabbages, I mean, there might have been a lot of cabbages in, in the station wagon. Okay. Like, like enough to fill two wagons, in which case they just like talked about it like it was plural. Or, or they had an entire fleet entire fleet of sauerkraut food trucks operating out of station wagons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all this is making my head spin. But anyway, uh, yes. The, the Muck sauerkraut will do that, yeah. Uh, mm. The singular kraut is cabbage. And then the the plural, dekoita, is it is a, uh, a, a umlaut. So with the A and the U, with the umlaut, it makes it a voice sound. With the uh, A with no umlaut is ow so kraut koita right and so wagen yes wagen when you pluralize it it becomes vegan okay because you put the a over that and it changes the sound of the vowel so uh, that is something that happens a lot uh like you know you have house uh in german and you have hoisa which is multiple houses mm. you know this this happens and so basically, I was just looking at that and like, okay, first of all, we're missing an ER for the Kreuzer, Um, and then Wagen. And then there would be, usually there'd be another letter in between the two words just because. So anyway, I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, this thing hurts my head. Um, so, but it's nice to think in German. It really yeah. is nice to think in German. I, I do love thinking in other languages. It's, it's fun. And uh, listeners, especially those who appreciate good German, I let the previous owner keep that <laughs> European decal plate on the front of his vehicle. That's, I, really, um, that's really big in North Carolina, huh? It, it's, it's big. Well, first of all, we don't require front license plates oh. in North Carolina. So if you want to customize a little spin on your, on your vehicle, you have room in the front. And if you are in of the Volkswagen scene and we're trying so hard to pretend we're European because the Europeans get the cooler stuff. Yeah. You're going to put a, a European plate, usually German on the front of your, your vehicle. I, I did purchase two front uh, decals because I couldn't decide between two. And uh, I know VA, no, it, we do have a private thread. Sorry, listeners. But I got a glow-in-the-dark one that says, I have to poop emoji. It is so Nick. Because um, the thought of it at glowing in the dark at night and me tailgating you, like, what the fuck is up with this? Oh, he has to poop. Okay. <laughs> Move forward, yes. Granted, it'll be reversed in someone's review mirror. I'm aware. But they'll get the idea. Um, and then I did buy one that, and I'm not, my brother doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. I did get one that says not Choby. Choby's my brother, huge in the local car scene for Volkswagens. And so when I go to a car show, I will have that plate on the front. It says not Choby. <laughs> I like that one. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. Is it a Passat wagon? Yeah, it is a Passat. Um, but like, it's clearly a Passat wagon. So I feel like I've seen that car shows like, oh, I have the name of the vehicle on the front plate. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. I'm looking at it. 
Like it's, it is, it's like not like if it was like a, like, oh, what is this? This is unusual. Oh, that's what it is. No, but yeah, it is a Passat wagon, which was one of the uh, front decals I kind of considered for a couple of seconds. I like, I used to like Passats anyway. Is it a, is a standard or? Is which it's yes, uh, and it's the four cylinder turbo. Interesting, um, great vehicle, except for one major flaw. But I paid 2500 for it, so you get what you pay for. It doesn't have AC, AC broke. Oh, I'd get the AC fixed, it will cost about 2500 to fix. Oh, it isn't just a leak, it's the whole thing. Yeah, compressor's toast. I wouldn't uh, do that. So I'm like, eh, it's, it's my gig and hockey vehicle. I really wanted a convertible. Well, in the summer, all those suck, all those windows, they will be down. So I got myself a convertible. Okay. All right. I, I actually opted for our AC to be fixed this year in the um, Prius, because even though it's hit 200,000 miles, mm-hmm. we have made no decisions yeah. on a new car, which is what we were supposed to do at 2000. So, no, 200,000, I should say. So with we, this yes. being an extra car, I might actually attempt to fix it myself with my brother's help. Okay. Be about $800 in parts. $800, 2500 Yeah. Still better. And my brother has access to a lift now, which is kind of nice. There you go. Is We're barely on topic. Yes, we, we are. We are. <laughs> I the think... games this week were kind of boring. And Argentina just won the World Cup in penalty kicks. There you go. Thank you. ESPN update. All right. Yep. They beat France. Too bad. Kind of feel bad for France. Not going to lie. I wanted them to repeat. And Mbappe had a hat trick and they still lost. Oh, That's kind whoa. of sad. So, like, there was more than two goals scored in this game. Yeah, it was 3-3 after um, – so it was 2-2 after regulation, and then each team scored a goal in, in extra time, so it had to go to penalty kicks. Damn. That, yeah. I have I, never understood the idea of the extra time. It's just kind of random time they tacked well, on because they didn't stop the clock. That, well, yeah, stoppage time. When I said extra time, I meant like in the overtime periods. Oh, okay. They played two, they played two 15-minute overtime periods – no matter what, it's not like golden goal rule where goal wins. It's just it continues play for the two overtime periods no matter what. So each team scored in, um, in the overtime period to go to penalty kicks. And then um, France missed two penalties out of their four that they shot. And Argentina didn't miss any. So good. That- Yay, it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the way soccer overtime works, or football overtime works, that's what they should do in regular football, American football. Just here's here's a here's an extra quarter. Yeah, yeah. See, I I remember the good old days where it was just like flip a coin, get the ball, score, it's over. Mm-hmm. Don't score. Okay, the other team gets the ball. I, I don't have patience for this. You know why? Because if you didn't win it in regular time, I don't care. <laughs> hmm. I also like the college overtime rules for football. Like 
whoever came up with those rules was a genius, but also on co- a lot of cocaine. Especially the current ones with after the first two rounds, it's just two point conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, no! Okay. <laughs> it's, it's fucking wild. It's like so, like each team gets the ball once, and if you get a touchdown, you you're able to kick the extra point. Then for the second for second overtime, each ball team gets the ball, but if you get a touchdown, you have to go for two. You can't kick the extra point. And then if it's still tied after that, they just do alternating two point conversion plays until someone wins. <laughs> I do not watch that, and I will not watch that. Okay, I'm. It's electric once it has, especially if you get into like five, six, seven. It's electric. I will say that. Yeah, especially like. So I, I, huge college football fan. Two bad offenses going into overtime is actually one of the best things you can watch in college football. It's it's electric. Yeah, and you do this sober willingly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. College football is the best, man. It's really awesome. Oh. You got to be down with insanity, though. Yeah. In chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it was two weeks ago or last week. It was a Division um, One AA game in the playoffs where Sacramento State lost like 62 to 59. And it was just, or it was like 62 to 59 or 63 to 60. It was just the entire game was insanity. And then you get games that like occasionally will end like six to three. And you're like, yeah. how is this the same sport? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna Early bring topic. I'm gonna bring it back now. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the games that are coming up this week. Okay. Well, listeners, um, not this, not just this week, but uh, but next week as well. Oh yes, because okay, yes, let me let me explain. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. We're, so we're, we're really, you know, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that winter classic or something, I guess. I don't know. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. So this is the first, the last episode for a little bit. So anyway, we start off uh, the next stretch uh, tomorrow. That would be the 19th of December, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time at home at the garden uh, against the Florida Panthers. Ooh. Ooh. Um, this is followed up on uh, Thursday, twenty second, against the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, yay! Yeah, gotta gotta gear up. Gotta gird your loins for that 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 all too exciting Rick Bonus hockey. Oh boy! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um, and next day, back to back with travel. Unfortunately, twenty third, seven p.m. Eastern time. At the Devils, Ooh. that should be an exciting game. Um, Devils actually going to Devils game. actually lost four games this week. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, them going to the holiday break there, right? Yep. Um, come back on the twenty seventh with the first of two back to back games with travel both away. First Ooh. at Ottawa, seven p.m. Eastern time. And then, oh, a rematch against the Devils, but still in New Jersey at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the 28th. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. And then follow that up on the 31st, so New Year's Eve, a 1 p.m. game against Buffalo. Hmm. And allow me to advance the calendar. Then, of course, 
on the seconds. They're at Fenway, 2 p.m. Eastern time for the 2023 Winter Classic. And that is counted as a home game on their schedule. Which, again, is interesting. I remember when they announced it, it was framed that Pittsburgh was going to nominally be the home team for that game, which didn't make any sense at the time. <laughs> yep. It still doesn't make any sense, but it's a home game for the Bruins. So, good. Yeah. So, okay. that That's a lot of games. Yeah. We have to think about that. Let's uh, let's re while we're thinking about that, let's just review last week's record of our soft predictions. I said four and zero. How was I saying four and zero? I think we were including tomorrow. Must have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's kind of early to do that, but I was wrong because the Bruins uh, they went uh, what uh, one, one and two and one. No, two, two and oh and one. Two oh and one. Two oh and one. So that's what we're looking at. Uh Tim and I were both wrong. Jeff, you have a chance to be right. But you said the aisles for the overtime loss. You were close. Yeah. You were close. You were close. But you know what? You still might get that three. So good for you. I mean, I'm gonna beat Nick because Nick said we'd get swept. Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> Nick said oh and four. Fuck y'all, suck my dick. that's where we were last week okay who boy uh okay well i am i'm still deciding it's seven games to pick a record for here oh i know i know um i recommend if you have a thing to write on to kind of hash this out i think that's a uh and then uh and then an uh Okay, I'm going to do that. Oof, gosh. Um, I think I'm going to do that. And then, oh, I think I'm going to do that. And then I'm definitely doing that. So let's see. Oh, I, I seem to have skipped one. Okay, so that was, oh, I think I didn't decide on that one. No, I got that one. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put that one there. Okay, and then this is fascinating radio, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going five, two, and one. Okay. Five. Four, two, two and one, rather. Sorry. <laughs> Four, two, and one. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm I'm almost there. Let me uh are we counting the the penguins one? One, two. That make, that's what makes that's what makes it seven. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I arrived at five and two. Five and two and zero. And to be fair, two. I'm not sure what game the one is. I just know which the two. Which are the two? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to reveal what my two are yet. I'm going to see what these these other guys say, and then we can talk about that. This is a lot of games. So, Nick, Tim, records six and one. Oh, wow! I was going to say this. I was going to say the same thing. I think they lose the second half of the back to back coming out off of the break. Well, clearly they lose um, in Ontario. Okay, so you're saying uh, you're saying the Sens. Mm-hmm. See, I'm or saying they that yeah, yeah, I'm saying they're winning the Sens game on the twenty, losing the Sens game on the twenty seventh and the twenty third New Jersey game. Okay. But they come back from the Sens and kick New Jersey's butt on the rematch. Okay, so they're going to bracket the holiday with, with with their first consecutive losses, is what I'm saying. Oh, wow. That is bold. And then a shootout loss at the Winter Classic. Oh, what? 
No. Undefeated at Fenway. We can't lose to the, the fighting John Henrys. Absolutely not. All right, guys. Ready? So I'm five and two. What are my two losses? Both to Devils. Both Jersey games, huh? Both Jersey games. I mean, they are both back-to-backs with travel, so, you know. <laughs> both, uh, I just, I feel like the Bruins just, they, they're going to continue, and they're having a tough time with the Devils. And it's going to be the first time they've really faced the Devils at all this year. I was going to say they played them in the preseason, but that's but, it. But, I mean, and they didn't do well with them in the preseason, even with not their full rosters. So, I, I'm just saying, I, I that's my feeling. That's how I feel. So, listeners out there, if you uh, if you're willing to go with the the seven games here and, and tell us what you think, uh, you go right ahead. Um, maybe I'll tweet something. I don't know. I've been unreliable with that. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, ooh, that's gonna be tough. Okay. Whew. All right. Ah, uh, all right. So, there's been no other real news this week. It's right. It's just meh. I mean, like the only other thing I think of is the uh, Bruins did put um, uh, um, uh, Victor Berglund on unconditional waivers. He cleared. He's gone. He signed in Finland. Yeah. What assumes that this was about partly about creating a raw a, a contract spot so they can actually sign uh, Luke Tuporowski, who's been kicking ass in uh, Providence and is currently on an AHL only contract. Oh, okay. But that has not happened. So, because like they have exclusive no go rights right now, like to like like right of first refusal at the moment. But like soon it becomes open season for anyone to sign the guy. So, mm. okay, all right. Well, that's uh, that's good to know. I guess we should wrap it up. We're gonna go okay. into our Christmas break strong. Listeners, holiday break strong. Listeners, you've been listening to barely on topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We're at Barely On Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Barely On Topic. I, of course, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. At Nick Baggio. And I am at Happy Hanukkah. Oh. Dot. Org. <laughs> <laughs> also known as FBA from our eyes. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> and a happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs>